What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on the Instagram page at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three for all your Raptors content and podcast related news. Now, before we get into tonight's game that took place on October 24th between the Heat and Raptors, once again, the NBA issued a statement in regards to the Caleb Martin Christian Coloco altercation and. If you are unaware, Coloco and Martin got tied up. Coloco fell to the floor. Caleb Martin stood over top of him, flexing, talking trash. And as Coloco was getting up, Martin tackled him into the seats. A dangerous move altogether, not only for the players, but for the fans as well. I'm sorry. Somebody could have gotten severely injured. Both were issued technicals, got ejected from the game. The NBA decided to suspend Caleb Martin for one game without pay for his role in the and the altercation and Christian Coloco was issued a $15,000 fine. Don't agree with both outcomes in the last game and what the NBA did. If you didn't see it, Coloco remained as calm as anyone would be in that situation. If I got tackled into the seats, I probably would have not have taken Coloco's position. I probably would have escalated the situation just out of mere frustration, I think it was uncalled for, it was unexpected, and to still have Coloco remain as cool and calm, I tip my hat off to him. I also tip my hat off to Caleb Martin for taking responsibility for his role in that. He said it was a thousand percent on him, and he reached out to Coloco and apologized to him, which I'm assuming via text, and basically explained that he's not that type of person, and so on and so forth. Nice move by him, but I was hoping going into tonight's game that the Raptors didn't need another situation like that to motivate them to send them over the top. And it was a much better start from the Raptors. They were a little bit more energized. I definitely feel that the one day's rest helped them tonight, but none more than Precious Achua, and we'll get into his tremendous game tonight. And as soon as he got into the game, you felt his impact and we got the return of Chris Boucher which was very much needed as he looked like he didn't skip a beat but both Boucher and Precious set the tone coming off the bench giving us the energy that we needed to keep us in this game going into the third quarter the game started to get away from us a little bit the Raptors started to make a lot of mistakes defensively that they didn't make in the first half Both teams did not shoot the ball very well tonight, and it wasn't until the fourth quarter, and that's where we will pick up this game, where Pascal, that was seeing double teams, triple teams, the Miami Heat were clearly zoned in on him. He put the team on his back and said, let's go. Pascal took it up another gear. He got out in transition. He got into the gaps creating driving kick opportunities. Got into the paint, looking for cutters towards the basket. There was a nice dump off to Precious Chua where he got a dunk. Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., Malachi Flynn all hit big threes towards the end. OG Ananobi as well, who struggled the last couple of games, but but he hit a big three to give the Raptors a three-point lead. And at that point... The game just got away from the Heat. The Raptors closed out the game with their defense, getting out in transition. And 
the backbreaker with a Gary Trent corner three off a side step in front of the Miami bench to seal the victory for the Raptors 98 to 90 over the Heat and it's not too often that you would say that this was a must-win game especially four games into the season but this was a very important game for the Raptors because of the way that the last game went down the situation with Caleb Martin and Coloco this was in my opinion a character testing win for them to see what the Raptors are made of are they going to allow themselves to get bullied by a very physical Miami Heat team and the Raptors answered the call despite not shooting the ball well the Raptors shot 34 for 86 from the field giving them just under 40 percent 14 for 32 from three just under 44 percent and they took care of business from the line tonight 16 for 20 giving them 80 percent the Heat shot 29 for 83 from the field, giving them 35%, 8 for 34 from 3, uh, just around 24%, and 24 for 27 from the free throw line at just under 89%. Those percentages are a testament to what the Raptors did defensively, even though there were some lapses, especially towards the end of the game, the Miami Heat felt the Raptors' presence defensively on every possession whether it's in the paint or on the perimeter and the field goal percentage is a testament of that now let's focus on the starters the raptors went with a different lineup tonight scotty barnes was a game time decision as well as boucher boucher played scotty did not i believe for precautionary reasons the good news is the ankle sprain is not as severe hence why he was questionable tonight so we should see Scotty Barnes much sooner than later, and we wish him a speedy recovery, of course. But the Raptors went with Pascal Siakam, Christian Coloco, OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, and Gary Trent Jr. As I mentioned, Pascal was the focal point of the Heat's defensive scheme, but it did not matter. Even though he did not shoot particularly well from the field, shooting 7 for 22, I believe, he did hit a couple catch and shoot threes which was huge he took care of business from the line and when he needed to step up he stepped up he literally put this team on his back and he flirted with another triple double which is just absurd going 23 9 and 6 but he also got two steals and two blocks what more can you ask for from your best player yes you could probably ask for uh, better shooting percentage, but the way the game turned out, the way he impacted the game, you could live with the results. Christian Coloco didn't play a ton of minutes tonight, only played 18 minutes due to the fact that he had foul trouble, but it was his presence on the floor that is not going to show up on the stat sheet. The fact that he's a seven footer with lob threat capabilities and rim running skill set will open up opportunities for the raptors and it did for when he's on the floor it created some gaps that the raptors were able to take advantage of but he definitely has to clean it up defensively in terms of his techniques knowing how to box out better how to fight for position little things like that but that will come with more experience og ananobi did not have an impact offensively only taking four shots hitting one three going one for two from the free throw line but it was his defense 
his ability to get rebounds, some steals, some blocks. You definitely want OG to be a little bit more aggressive with his shot opportunities when they do come. He was definitely tucked into the corner tonight, less facilitating and creating tonight. It seemed like that experiment was put on hold, at least just for tonight's game. You definitely want him to to be a little bit more involved offensively if he doesn't have the ball maybe getting out in transition more instead of just standing in the corner and waiting even though that's not his fault the raptors offense kind of dictates why that happens for him but there are different ways to be impactful like i said getting out in transition moving a little bit more getting more involved in the screen and roll there are other things that OG can do to be more impactful offensively, but defensively, you cannot complain. Fred Van Vliet, definitely happy that he took more shots, even though it was a struggle as Pascal Siakam. Fred Van Vliet was obviously the focal point tonight, but he did hit four threes. He did get to the free throw line quite a bit, getting out on transition and getting into the paint, you know, punching the gaps, as they would say, and creating free throw opportunities, going eight for nine, giving him 24 points for the night. You cannot complain. He, uh, first couple of games, he deferred. He went off ball, allowing other guys to create. And just overall, some of the key guys like OG and Gary Trent are struggling a little bit. It was huge for Freddie to step up tonight. Gary Trent Jr., another one of the guys that logged in heavy, heavy minutes. He played 42. Freddie played 39. Pascal played 42, as I previously mentioned. Did not shoot particularly well, but he hit shots when it mattered. He hit four threes tonight. Didn't get to the free throw line as he did in previous games, especially the last game, but has a couple of assists, got a steal, got a block shot. And his game was not as forced. They were, there were moments where you were kind of wondering why he was forcing the shot, especially when he wasn't in rhythm. But again, once he allowed the offense to come to him, he was able to hit the shots and that's what you want when the opportunity comes take advantage and knock down those shots because more times than not you're going to be open and gary like og is a good catch and shoot shooter you definitely want them to knock down those opportunities but overall not a terrible game from gary Trent jr either now focusing on the role players we got chris boucher playing his first game of the season he did not miss a beat he only played 12 minutes went four for five from the field he hit two threes giving him 10 points two rebounds the energy that he brought tonight is what we miss especially in the second unit but speaking of energy precious achua playing 34 minutes coming off the bench played like a man possessed the energy that he came in with tonight he did not want to lose this game and it showed 22 rebounds 10 points the impact that he had defensively not only on the glass but on the perimeter in the paint he was the always the more energized and he probably was the most energized player on the floor tonight and to see him come off the bench and log in heavy minutes and have the impact that he had tonight. If he can do that every single night, I imagine that he could definitely be in the running for six man of the year and quite possibly eventually make a case for him to be a starter. But 
22 rebounds. I believe he's the 15th player in Raptors history to do that. The first one to come off the bench and grab 22 rebounds. Just an awesome game from Precious. And, you know, he stayed within the offense, didn't force it too much, played within himself, didn't hit any threes tonight, didn't generate free throws opportunities, but he got to the rim, he finished with authority, with purpose. Cannot complain about Precious Sachua tonight. Ken Birch, nice to see him return as well. He had a nice little flip shot in the paint, only played seven minutes, grabbed a couple rebounds. Nice to see him back on the floor doing his thing. Malachi Flynn, playing the last couple of games, didn't play a ton of minutes, only logging in six minutes, but as the Raptors were making a push, he hit a big three. And what more could you ask for? He was given a small opportunity, he took advantage of it and he hit a big three as the Raptors were making their push in the fourth quarter. And that's what you want to see, no matter if it's six minutes or 16 minutes or 60 minutes, whatever the case might be. Take advantage of the opportunities when they are given to you. But like Boucher, like Precious, like Cam, he came out with energy, came out with purpose and played a part in the Raptors run. Delano Banton engaged defensively, didn't have much impact offensively. Again, the minutes are up and down for him, but his presence was felt, was engaged defensively as he normally is. He's always energized on that side of the ball. Got three rebounds, one assist. This was a great Raptors win. It wasn't pretty, but I think this will be the Raptors ammo going forward. And I'm all for it. Don't play into the other team's hand. Dictate the way that you want to play. Let them adjust to the way that you are playing basketball. That's getting out in transition, winning the 50-50 balls and be scrappy. Don't give up anything easy. Let every bucket be earned for the opposing team. And you go out there and you play your game. It's not always going to be pretty, but if it's going to lead to victories, you can definitely live with the outcome. And that brings us to the end of this episode. The Raptors' next game is Wednesday night with a 7.30 tip-off on October 26th, where the Sixers are visiting the Raptors. We already know what it is with this team. And the Sixers have a lot of moving parts. They are not the same team as they were last year. They have some better players that can deal with the switches defensively. Uh, James Harden is coming in in shape. Tyrese Maxey is struggling right now, as is Joel Embiid. A lot of the teams have been sending double teams and even triple teams at times frustrating Joel. And I think he's battling some knee issues, but that isn't new. If the Raptors play the scrappy basketball the way that they did against the Miami Heat. Get out in transition, not only offensively, but defensively as well. And contain Tyrese Maxey. I definitely like the chances of the Raptors coming away with the victory. It does seem like a lot, but I truly believe that Nick Nurse and company definitely have the right schemes to deal with the Sixers. And hopefully we get back Scotty Barnes which will make a huge difference in sending us over the top, especially in the fifth game of the season. Please continue to subscribe and 
rate the podcast if you haven't already i appreciate every single one of you listeners doing old for tuning in and showing support for the podcast and until the next episode everyone please stay safe good people peace